studies in the last year about um, exercise and its effect on you and your cells and, 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 and all kinds of stuff. And there's a there's a new one out. Which kind of exercise is best for uh, like regenerating your cells and the amount of energy you have, including for older people? Wow. Wait a minute now. You got my attention. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. I'm going to uh, it's going to be part of my New Year's resolution. So we'll have that a little bit later. Stay tuned if you're lethargic like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so, listen, this uh, ought to be of universal appeal and or interest, I would think. The FCC's vote last Thursday to repeal its net neutrality rules is going to... Yay! Gonna, or boo! Oh, God help us. Uh, it's going to change stuff? Uh, how? We're not really sure. Brian Fung is the Washington Post's technology reporter and a semi-frequent guest on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Brian, great to have you back. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing great. It's our pleasure. So, best as you can tell, uh, what does the FCC's vote mean to us? Well, um, the proposal that the FCC was voting on would have allowed Internet providers to uh, speed up some websites and slow down others and charge certain websites uh, fees. Um, and it would be perfectly legal, uh, you know, so provided that the Internet providers simply disclose that fact to their customers. Um, now, the, the FCC vote did pass, so uh, the this measure will be going into effect um, probably as soon as it's published in the Federal Register which is the official logbook of all governmental actions, um, you know, undertaken by agencies in the United States. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, as for what the future. So, when will like, that probably uh, be? Is are we talking about in a week or a year or what? When will it, when will it take effect? Uh, it'll it'll probably be sometime within the next uh, probably a few weeks. Okay. Um, and at that point, you know, Internet providers will be legally allowed to engage in that type of behavior, even though many of them say um, they have no plans to do so. Uh, of course, anything could change, and all they would have to do would be to change their fine print to say that this is what we're going to do now. Well, yeah. what, what do you think? How soon do you think we'll notice anything, or will we notice anything? Well, I think a lot of folks who have been pointing out sort of the, the worst possible abuses. Um, yes, this is and- talk radio. Go with the most extreme case. <laughs> well, and you know, some folks. Uh, I'll just give you an example of you know something that um, was barred under the the prior rules, but now could uh, you know be done. I know Verizon under the old rules um, couldn't try and favor sites that it owned, like AOL or Yahoo, um, by slowing down or blocking Google, for example. And under the new rules, it would be allowed to do that. Uh, but you know, if they I, speed up that, AOL, will anybody notice? <laughs> <laughs> that said, you know, I, I don't know if it'll uh, if we'll see. Some of those most egregious examples um, crop up immediately, if only because um, activists have made a really big deal out of it, and um, the ISPs would sort of face an immediate backlash if that were to happen. It would be pretty counterproductive, I think. So Uh, there might be a bit of a game of, let's see what our competition does, if they have the guts to do it. It would be like, uh, you know, Coke and Pepsi. They, They raise theirs by a nickel, so let's raise ours by a nickel. Yeah, you might see that, or um, you know, you could see something that's um, you know, companies engaging in behavior that's much more difficult to detect. Uh, you know, you may have heard about when Netflix um, paid Verizon and Comcast and those other ISPs um, because it was being slowed down on their networks. Um, you know, it, if it hadn't been for Netflix coming out publicly and saying that this was happening, um, we would probably wouldn't have ever found out that that was the reason um, for the slowdowns. Um, you know, and and you know, there's something similar could happen here where uh, these are essentially contract disputes between large businesses or large and small businesses, and we may never hear about them. Well, right, and I learned actually from your fine article, which we will have a link to so people can find it easily, that there could be uh, rampant legal action on this, too. There could be 
enough lawsuits that any real effect is going to be delayed. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and uh, you know, folks who oppose the FCC's decision say not only um, are they going to try and fight this in court, but also uh, they're going to try and fight it with legislation. Now, with Republicans in control of both chambers of Congress, it's unclear how far that'll go. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, supporters of the rules uh, say that this is something that they're, they're committed to fighting. Uh, Brian Fung of the Washington Post is online. Brian, as long as you brought up partisanship, I think it's worth pointing out. And I swing uh, more conservative than liberal. I'm not a Republican. I'm libertarian for what it's worth. But um, so, you know, I'm trust me when I say it seems odd that the Republican Party is being identified with. Um, getting rid of net neutrality when the vast majority of Republican voters and the vast majority of Democrat voters are against that vote. So either they're far-seeing Internet uh, governors and they understand better than we do, or the lobbyists just had a better shot with Republicans, so they got them to vote that way. Well, it's possible that all of those things could be true, <laughs> right? Um, where, you know, it, there there was a, a widely reported uh, University of Maryland survey in the run-up to the vote um, that tried to, rather than ask Americans, oh, how do you feel about net neutrality and getting a kind of context-free uh, response, uh, what they tried to do was to equip uh, survey takers with all of the relevant arguments for and against the FCC's vote. And it turned out that 83% of Americans and three out of four Republicans even um, were in support of the of keeping the rules uh, and opposed to the FCC plan. So, uh, you know, it's been really interesting to see how this breaks down in a kind of bipartisan manner among rank and file folks. So, yeah, yeah, the FCC went against the will of the vast majority of the American people, which occasionally is... Three to two. Right, right, which is occasionally proper. We don't have a democracy and shouldn't. A democracy is incredibly dangerous. But it is kind of notable that nobody wanted this, you know, in terms of uh, sheer numbers of voters. Yeah, and it's a weird situation where you got libertarians who want some government interference in something to make it more... Mm -hmm. And, And on that note... The great savior, I don't know if you've been following this, of uh, uh, of Internet that's um, controlled somewhat so that the powerful don't you know, have an unfair advantage, might be municipal uh, ISPs. Have you followed this at all? There's a number of cities and, and around the country that already have it or are proposing doing it. For instance, in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, they have 90,000 customers on their municipal broadband that is immune or free from this. Hmm. That's really. right. And, um, you know, municipal networks have gotten a lot of attention in recent years, in part, um, you know, because of places like Chattanooga, which offers a gigabit uh, connection that's 1,000 megabits per second for wow. roughly $70 a month. I don't have that. Um, Can I have that? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of folks do want that. Um, but the issue is that in places like Chattanooga, um, they've run up against a lot of state laws that, in part, were supported by, um, you know, large incumbent Internet providers um, that sought to block them from building out their networks yeah, that- better. That is one of the interesting parts of this this article right. I was reading is the, the the big timers that may have affected the FCC vote have gotten into the the local game and and gotten laws passed before anybody even knew you know had thought about this sort of stuff mm-hmm. that municipal municipalities aren't allowed to have in wow that's ridiculous and that they, is the worst sort of and they pulled, capitalism. pulled that off all over the place yeah so brian listen i've been reading a little bit about south korea's internet system which is the model for the world it is widely reputed to be the best fastest etc and that's all about public private partnerships isn't it 
It is, um, and and that's something that a lot of American um, cities and towns have been exploring. Also, um, the difference between South Korea and the United States, obviously, is that South Korea is a much smaller uh, place, and it's a lot more densely populated than many parts of the United States. Uh, and and that sort of goes to the core of um, net neutrality, because uh, you know, in theory, if you were able to have you know many choices of internet provider where you lived, uh, you wouldn't necessarily need net neutrality rules uh, because as soon as one provider started to block or throttle, you could switch to another one. But in many cases, uh, there isn't just you know there just isn't enough um, population density in certain parts of the country to support um, you know numerous uh, internet providers or numerous choices. Right. So right. Uh, that's been a real problem, uh, and and one reason why the FCC decided to pass those net neutrality rules in 2015 in the first place yeah, yeah i live in a rural area and i have one option and if they doubled it i'd just pay it because i gotta have the internet to me that's where a public private partnership makes absolute sense and there are a lot of differences between south korea and the u.s uh, brian but one similarity is that we both have dangerous rogue nations to our north that we need to <laughs> keep an eye on never turn your back on a canadian you know what's great about you brian you freaking know what you're talking about yeah, which I is, mean, that's awesome. Your depth of knowledge on this is really impressive. I, and I don't know if you've noticed, that's not universal in the media, Brian. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Oh, I, this uh, is a good question for you. I appreciate you guys reading my work. This oh, is no, a you're terrific. Good, this is a good question for you. So in the last week, while this has been discussed, how much like cable news did you watch <laughs> where people were talking about this and you thought, they have no idea what they're talking about? You know, I, actually, it's, it's been interesting. A lot of my fellow reporters here in Washington do really get it. Um, you know, they spend a lot of time trying to get the nuances uh, right and spending a lot of time actually trying to translate these often abstruse, really abstract legal arguments, um, you know, to the public, uh, trying to, to help people understand. So, you know, I, I'm can't really speak for cable news since I don't really uh, haven't been really well, there you go. had time to focus on that. But a lot of my colleagues here in Washington definitely do understand. You shouldn't. It'll make you want to kill yourself. Yeah. Yep. Brian Fung, WAPO technology reporter, will have a link to his piece. Brian, we truly appreciate it. Excellent job. Great to talk to you. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, this this is interesting. These municipalities. So here you got like local government internet writing to the rescue of people who want a more free... I mean, there's a lot of contradictions in this whole thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of the knee-jerk uh, ideological approach to this stuff doesn't work often. But the fact in a lot of counties and states, the, the, the rich and powerful companies got these ordinances or laws passed so that you couldn't have a government uh, internet. Right. Before anybody was hip to the, 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 the possibility of it. Right. Is right. really something. And if you agree that the internet service at this point is infrastructure, it's not entertainment, it's not luxury, it is, it's like a road. And I think it absolutely is. Um, you can see where it would be useful to have these partnerships. This is straight, this conversation is straight out of, uh, Tim Sandifer, Tim the Lawyer's uh, excellent couple of books on the topic, but, the, the crony capitalism, where the big powerful companies get these regulations passed, they always claim it's for the good of the people, for the safety of the people, to prevent dangerous blah, blah, blah. But what it really does is it's, it quashes competition before it can get started. And what Brian brought up there with the Internet companies is a beautiful example of that. 
Let me read a little bit from this. This is from The Ringer. I don't know what The Ringer is, but anyway. The fight for municipal broadband has been a quiet drama unfolding across dozens of cities nationwide in recent years. I'd say it was quiet. I had no idea. Hey, Tim, get in on this. This is so hot. In addition to Colorado, around 20 states have legislation on the books curtailing the construction of city-owned broadband networks, which threaten the dominance of corporate ISPs. Yeah, you write a big enough check to legislators, they will pass a law against anything. And there's an example. Without any of us knowing, you know, didn't know anything about it. Didn't right. make the news. Right. Yeah, we. Uh, I think it's important not to have a uh, government takeover of. Uh, and listen, yeah, I understand. Right. <laughs> I understand. Trust me, the idea of not letting the government, quote unquote, run the internet because that would kill it. It would no longer be worth using. But an intelligent public-private partnership can make sense in places that government can't do it. And the private market will leave the infrastructure needs of the people unserved at a reasonable price. Pretty it interesting. Happens. Yeah. So that stuff about which kind of exercise is better for your cells? Yes. Is a, My is, cells are crying a, out for this. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Boom, boom. Not in this era. Not in the post-Harvey Weinstein era. Can we play this song? I think she's inviting sexual interest from St. Nicholas. Doesn't matter. He's her superior. He's only saintly human spirit. Human? He's her superior. It is by definition Santa baby, sexual harassment. Well, and if indeed Father Christmas was prone to falling for this sort of sluttery, it would not be safe to have him admitted into, you know, every house in Christendom. Oh, the Santa hat's hot, though. The white ruffles or something about it. I don't know what. Oh, my God. Um, You've just given me impure ideas. <laughs> this is Seth Meyers last night. Hundreds of flights were canceled today at the world's busiest airport in Atlanta due to a massive power outage yesterday. Experts are saying this could lead to as many as 30 texts from your mother. (laughs) (laughs) So we never talked about that. The the electricity went out for a long time and people were stuck on their planes. Oh, yeah, like 11 hours or something like that. It was a nightmare. Power was out for 11 hours. People were stuck in their planes on the tarmac, unable to get out for six plus hours. Why can't you get them out of the plane? Why can't you let them out of the plane? You know what? Honest to God, one of the pilots said there are only two ladders and they're working their way. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there were several dozens of do- and dozens of dozens of planes and only two. After 45 minutes, open out. the door. I will jump yeah, out, hey. break my ankles, and then limp to the, the concourse. Hey, biatches, open the emergency exit. We'll walk out on a wing. We'll slide down a slide. Whee! But it costs us a uh, $1,000 to repack the slide and recharge the. I don't care. God Spend it. it. That's just awful. Sounds Come like on, a you kids. problem. After me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds like a you problem yeah, more than a me problem. Your problem, <laughs> my problem. Um, this other thing that uh, we've got for you, too. So this is getting a fair amount of attention. Disney put out the Trump robot the, yeah. at the Hall of Presidents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so they got the animatronic Trump. We have the tape. We, we got a little t- Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. give us five seconds worth because it's kind of Above fun. all, to be American is to be an optimist. Right. So, and evidently to hang out in a bathroom where it's really echoey. His mouth is moving. <laughs> and his, his arms are going. And I can see right over his shoulder in this picture. That looks like uh, Buchanan. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but so people are criticizing uh, how it looks, that it doesn't look like Donald Trump. And somebody figured it out. 
They made, obviously, a Hillary Clinton presidential robot, assuming she would win like everyone else, and then had to scramble to turn it into Donald Trump. <laughs> Seriously? Have you looked at it? Tell, no, I Tell me that doesn't look like what happened, because it doesn't look like Donald Trump. Oh, my God. That's clear- oh, my God. That's clearly what happened. You are dry-shaving me. That is absolutely what happened. That they, is amazing. Can they, we post that? They pasted on a little bit of jowls and some hair, and they turned the Hillary into a Donald Trump. It looks strikingly like Hillary. <laughs> What? That's why it doesn't look like Trump. What, they have to save all their money to buy Fox? Or what? They gonna, how much does a head of one of those things cost? I mean, they're, you know, the Trump and Hillary have very similar bodies, honestly. So yeah, they do. All you have to do is replace the noggin. That's astounding. So can we get that posted at armstrongandgettyradio.com? You Fantastic. tell me. Give us a couple of minutes. But uh, yeah, you tell us. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I thought, okay, all right, show me the picture. Here we go. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, what's well, obviously what happened. God dang it, Disney. Come on. So uh, this article about exercising, if, if I exercised even close to as much as I read about exercising, <laughs> I'd be able to wear smaller pants. Right, and no shirt. <laughs> but I, I know a lot about it, so I can give you some advice if you want to actually exercise. Uh, but it seems pretty clear to me from a number of articles that have come out over the last couple of years, this interval training is great for us for whatever reason, and I think it's pretty obvious. Our bodies are designed for it. We're designed to be at rest, then work really hard, run after a beast or run from a beast or mm-hmm. get in a fight or whatever. Run with a beast, run at a beast. Then rest, then fight, then right. rest, then run, then rest. Huh. Um, we're designed for that. And it, the benefits of that are fantastic. And I've seen study after study where they compare that to like um, weightlifters or people who do multiple times a week long distance exercising. Yeah. The interval thing is just huge. Oh, I'm so happy. That's what I do on the elliptical, which Vince used to refer to as a woman's machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do the intense rest, uh, more intense rest pattern. Oh, I'm going to run out of time for this, so I'll hit you with the headline then. So the, you know about the mitochondria. That's, that produces your energy. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but... It's the, on a cellular level, Jack. It diminishes uh, in vigor and number as you get older. I don't Yours know, if you've, do. I don't know if you've noticed that at all. But anyway, so they had uh, test mine groups. Mine grows. <laughs> they, they, had, <laughs> they had young people and old people doing uh, weightlifting, interval uh, exercising, and then like steady exercising. The interval exercising, once again showed the most benefits. But at the cellular level, including, they believe, increasing the mitochondria, which gives you more energy, mm-hmm. the benefits for old people was off the charts mm. for this interval training. At the cellular level, I mean, just like like a fountain of youth, amazing. Wow. And not that many old people have been doing that kind of exercising that throughout would history. That my boyishness. There aren't that, that many that. elderly people who don't, you know... You'll walk five miles a day, or you get on the treadmill for Slow and steady, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. has always seemed like a good idea. It's certainly sure. better well, than it's, being sedentary. It's better than nothing, sure. But the, uh, you know, kind of sprint, then stop for a while, sprint, stop for a while, or whatever you're going to do, yeah. that, the benefits of that, especially for older people, unbelievable. Wow. Wow. This is big news. It is. And Unless Marshall, Marshall contradicts it with a news story in the next 10 minutes. The which... actual getting some energy, more energy. So <laughs> not only the output of your mitochondria, but the number of them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How Holy cats. You'll recall I was using that technique when I was trying to do my 10 push-ups in a row. I took a bit of a break in between. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did.
And then he got injured <laughs> making soup. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, there's some confusion as to the meaning of the phrase in a row, Marshall. <laughs> What's coming up in your news? Questions piling up around that fatal accident involving a Portland-bound Amtrak. we got a lot of buzz about Boeing's secret plane. Those stories coming up. Boeing's secret plane. Indeed. Why, Little D just texted getting on the smallest plane she's ever been on. That's either a lot of fun or really scary. They're exciting. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So McCain is or isn't going to be back for the vote today? Do you know? No, he's not going to But they don't need him. No. Because they got enough Republicans on board. And they got got Mike Pence standing by. Susan Collins. Got on board and... uh, I can support this legislation (laughs) now. And a number of other people, so it's going to pass either way. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the National Transportation Safety Board is now investigating after that Amtrak train derailment that killed at least three people, injured dozens of others south of Seattle. The board member for the uh, safety board, uh, Bella Dinzar, says they are still trying to talk with those who are actually operating the train. We hope to uh, in the next day or two, but unfortunately, the all of the crew was hospitalized, so we want to make sure that they feel well enough to be interviewed. Now she says the Amtrak Cascades train was going uh, more than 80 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone when it derailed and then spilled onto Interstate 5 between Tacoma and Olympia during rush hour yesterday morning. I was told by somebody whose uh, knowledge I trust that after every fatal train wreck in this country, the PTC, the positive train control system, was installed after the people died. And you're talking about positive train technology? Yep, that's uh, what can slow or stop a speeding train. It was not in use on that section of track. The authorities say the safety measures weren't expected to be put into use until next year. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, tell the grieving uh, relatives that. Washington State. And or hire somebody who can follow an effing speed limit. What? How hard is that? I, I, I don't know. I'm confused by this. Was this a not paying attention? Was this a... I'm going to show off. I, I don't get it. They say that the uh, the uh, 30 mile an hour uh, curve signs, the warning about the curve, were posted two miles before the curve well, and then posted as you got closer and closer. Well, you, well, you'd also think on the inaugural run, you'd be paying extra attention, yes. right? Right. Because you're not, it's not. I understand it still shouldn't happen. I understand when you've done it a thousand times how you could like start texting or whatever. You shouldn't do that, obviously. Right. But right. you'd think the first day you'd really be on it. Yeah, Washington State Congressman Denny Heck said he had plenty of concerns about possible problems with the train. That the increased speed of this uh, particular Amtrak service would present some real public health considerations, and it turned out to be the case. Now, the tracks in the bypass were previously used for freight and military transport. They were taken over and reportedly refurbished by a local transportation company called sound transit as part of the rerouting project well you know with all due respect to that because it's i find it somewhat interesting none of that matters if a guy's doing right. 81 in a 30 right. zone right so anyway we've had some concerns care, jesus that. joseph and, and and mother mary took over the track if the guy was doing what he was doing now, got a number of people who want uh, specification on interval training for me it is exercise for 10 minutes wait a week <laughs> Exercise another 10 minutes. <laughs> also, we got this is uh, binge drinking counts as interval drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Back 
to you, Marshall. What is Boeing's secret plane? Yes. The firm has been teasing a mysterious design believed to be an electric hairdryer craft that it boasts will change future air power. So it'll blow a fuse in my bathroom? <laughs> now, a lot of people think the craft is a radical electric vertical takeoff and landing craft for the military that will not need any runways. Some are claiming ah. it could be a new space plane or an electric fighter jet. Well, okay, well, so wait the, a minute. You just covered a hell of a lot of ground <laughs> yeah. there when we're talking about airplanes, and no, they can. No, but no, well, so just, the military's already got those planes, but they use them for commercial flights? Is that what you're saying? They no, no, no it's up? a much better version yes. of okay. them, because yes. those things are pretty crash-prone, from what I understand. Yeah, Boeing's going to unveil their mystery aircraft on December 19th, and these are all the theories that people are throwing out. So it'll be an electric hover-up, then-take-off-horizontally type dealio. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. Will it, will it have a setting somewhere between cool and hot that's just right for <laughs> my, uh, my hair? When I was touring the uh, the Midway, the uh, aircraft carrier in San Diego with all the planes on it, right. a week or so ago, those planes from back in the day, I mean, they've got you know World War II planes on there or whatever. They just look like you can't believe anybody would get into that thing and fly, let alone mm-hmm. do battle in it over the ocean. Um you know, speaking of things that crash. Yeah. Jeez. Well, you think about a car from the 50s. Right. Well, and those planes were cranking them out by the thousands yeah. as fast as we could, too. Yeah. Or some of the stuff we were flying <laughs> in Vietnam. <clears throat> Celebrities are opening up their checkbooks these days to try to flip the 49th in California. It's a campaign to oust Representative Daryl Issa from his seat in the state's 49th district. Apparently, a lot of uh, famous contributors are chipping in. Jane Fonda given $100,000. The political committee is also getting big donations from the likes of Bill Maher. Uh, is Le- there a reason they're particularly targeting him? This district? They want it, Well, they want a ticket from Republican to Democrat, and uh, the, it has been uh, seen as vulnerable, okay. as possible. Yeah, narrow enough margin of victory in the right. last election, they think it's in play. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, chipped in along with uh, Ted Danson. They're trying to raise well, 400000 Who can argue against Leo and Ted when they get together? <laughs> Have you heard from old Jones any, uh, down in Alabama? He was uh, doing some interviews yesterday, and he said... Mm, oh, Ed jo- the winner, yeah. 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 Or, uh, whatever his Doug. name is. Doug. 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 Yeah. Doug. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't like this idea in modern politics where people are uh, considered a guarantee vote as a Democrat or a Republican. I'm going to do on an individual yep. basis what I think is a good idea. I'm not a vote you can count on as a Democrat or a Republican. Right. Good for him. Yeah, I hope he uh, speaks the truth. We need a lot more of that. Um, and he's saying that to get reelected. You know, as I as I heard uh, somebody, some pundit say, any uh, any uh, Democrat that gets elected in Alabama to be a Republican anywhere else in the country. Well, likewise, well, sure. uh, uh, yeah. a Republican in California. Yeah. Not well, that any get elected anymore. And, and it's a I statewide s- office. But. I saw su- two honest Democrat, um, uh, what do you call them? Strategist types? Strategist yeah. types, yeah. Uh, say yesterday, look, a lot of people are reading too much into this, you know, as a, a repudiation of Trump or Bannon or whatever. Guy barely beat a child molester. And won by just the thinnest of margins against child a child molester. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. Get out. That that might not transfer to anything else in the country. <laughs> right. 
All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West. But it is true. Now for legislation, it is, do you have, does your party have 50 Democrats or Republicans? Well, Period. Then, then you can pass the legislation. Otherwise, you can't, because it's yeah. all about that. Yeah. It's, Nobody's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's not the way it's supposed to work. We need multiple parties. That'd be cool. You know, the Republicans form a coalition with the Libertarians or the uh, Moderate Party USA or whatever. And then they govern. If they do a poor job, you know, they'll get fewer votes. The Democrats will join up with somebody, form a coalition. Man, I'd love to see this. This The two-party idea is just dumb, particularly now. They can't agree on anything. they got to pretend everything the other side does is, is a, a horror. So what direction do you want to go? Up? Sideways? Ah, sure. Uh, yeah, the, you know what? I, I teased this a while back. but The uh, Washington Metro system, which is one of the great metro systems in America, honestly. It actually works, and people can go where they want to go. Uh, with a absolutely stupid controversy. One ad they accepted, one they rejected. Indefensible. Okay. You'll smack your head. I want to hear that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. that the hypocrisy of the Democrats about Franken has made you sick. What do you it mean? Make, it did. Yeah, when I saw a human being's life, I mean, now Franken, he and I don't agree politically on many things, okay? But I try to be friends with everybody, and I consider our friend. But here's a person who says, hey, take me through. I have a lot of faults in life. I don't think this is one of them, but I'm willing to go through this, and if it's something I haven't picked up on, then fine, do what you want with me. He asked for that. And they wouldn't even, my own fellow Democrats wouldn't even give him that courtesy. That's Joe Manchin, Democrat in the U.S. Senate, complaining about the hypocrisy among his uh, his crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, well, that whole thing, we all know what it was. It was. It's laid out before us. We know exactly what it was. They were willing to skip due process, to clear the decks of any potential problem so they could really go after Roy Moore when he got elected. Sure. Roy lost. Now it's okay. We can keep Al around. You know, probably ought to, probably ought to go through the process as opposed to just kick somebody out. Meanwhile, over at NPR slash PBS, the standard is what do we think the howling mob will want? And so they're just chucking anybody who's got a whiff of scandal about them, regardless of you know their culpability or their their guilt. Senators on the Judiciary Committee who are now saying I got uh, caught up and. Uh, Probably shouldn't have done that. No, you didn't, you liar. Yeah. As you said earlier, if you got, quote-unquote, caught up, just swept up in it, and I was howling for blood. I was howling for a little mob justice. And uh, don't we all get swept up sometimes? You're on the Judiciary Committee. If you're not immune to that, get off the committee. Yeah, no kidding. Please, bunch of lying liars. You didn't get swept up in anything. So listen to this, would you? This is nutso. Washington uh, Metropolitan Area Transit Authority. I gotta, I gotta get a quick bet from you. Sure. Al Franken, stay or go? I, I said earlier in the show, I want three to one. Meaning, if I risk twenty dollars and win, I get paid sixty. 
If I lose, I pay, because I think the odds are still against me. I, I'm willing to bet that he stays. I think there is a significant chance. Wow. Maybe one in three <laughs> that wow. he stays. Of course, that would be two to one. That would be something. Okay. But I'm greedy. Uh, right. So we'll see. We'll see. It would not shock me in the least. I would be completely unsurprised if he stayed. So the Washington Metro uh, system is really good. It, it runs where you want to go. It runs a lot. It's, it's easy to figure out. I love it. I really do. But um, they sell ads like a lot of metro systems do to support uh, what they're doing there because rail is like the most expensive way to move people on Earth. Um, the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., that's the Catholic folks, wanted to run a Christmas ad. It was an outline of shepherds against the night sky looking at a star. Classic. And the words, find the perfect gift. Okay. That's it. Well, the Metro has rejected the ad. It has a policy of refusing ads that promote or oppose any religion, religious practice, or belief. So the Archdiocese, spending its money, cannot put shepherds looking at the sky in the offensive words, find the perfect gift. On the other hand, the Metro has been running... When you said shepherd's sky, I thought shepherd's pie. I have an eating problem. (sighs) I'd say you do. Yeah. Anyway. So we we don't have shepherd's pie? (laughs) I do enjoy a chicken pot pie, shepherd's pie. I mean, it's all the goodness of meat and potatoes and vegetables mixed with pie. (laughs) Right. Wow. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. So it's uh, many Washingtonians are finding it ironic that this organization, which refused to run a, it sounds like a beautiful, subtle Christmas ad, last year put up sizable posters all over town for a self-described gay hookup, dating, cruising, and sex site called, I kid you not, Squirt. Oh, you And the ads, ah, the ads, the ads. The ads are about as tasteful as you might imagine. Good you God. You don't want to know what the logo looks like for that company. So you got two gay guys mashing your place or mine. Go to squirt.org. All over the metro system. But the shepherds looking at the sky, we can't have that. Now, the irony police are... Pulling on their boots and picking up their nightsticks. Fellas, I say you go for the heavy armaments when you hear this. According to the uh, official response, the uh, Metro spokeshole said, Metro advertising space has been ruled by the courts as a public forum protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution, and we may not decline ads based on their content, provided that they conform with our board-approved ad policy. holy f that's pretty funny where do we start that's pretty funny i should start doing that i believe in the uh freedom of all except for when i don't (laughs) okay we can start there so they cherish the first amendment except when it comes up against quote board approved policy well now that's some amendment you got america it's a real tough guy till it runs into your board. I'm never going to eat bad food except when I want to. <laughs> and then, I mean, let's, just, that's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty funny way of making a strong statement, then quickly undercutting it. But, and then let's uh, let's deal with the fact that they cite the First Amendment 
in the midst of explaining why they've rejected something to do with one of the few things that the First Amendment actually mentions specifically. Gay hookup sites aren't mentioned in the in the First Amendment. The free exercise of religion is. Now, w- w- now free speech for the gay thing? Yeah. Advertisements in general don't need to care about the First Amendment, but this is because it's taxpayer money, or because it's it's a tax, it's a public well, thing. Yeah, and they don't want controversy. Here's the the story behind the story. They're afraid they'll have to accept anti-Muslim ads. Mm. In fact, somebody has tried somebody of the uh, Michelle Malkin or or what's the other gal who does a lot of that stuff. Um, nah, it doesn't matter. Um, criticizing fundamentalist Islam, because that would be controversial. Then they would have to accept ads supporting Islam, including fundamentalist Islam. The burqa, it's the new miniskirt, or whatever. So they're having to twist themselves into these knots of accepting and rejecting rejecting this, that, or the other. Hmm. And there you go. Wow. You know, all those countries that say they're the happiest ones on Earth, you're Denmark's, etc. It's because for most of their history, they've been monocultural. It's easier. Yeah, oh yeah, it's real easy when everybody is the same. Um, uh, Shepherd's Pie, gotta, gotta find some today. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.